have to achieve to be considered an expert or a voice of influence for other people? Mm-hmm. Like, could you, Tim, mm-hmm. being an accomplished, like you wrote, you wrote a book, mm-hmm. you're working on a second book, and you're a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Do you feel as though you could teach a songwriting class and charge people money for it? Yeah. Because- so the, what the heck are you waiting for, Tim? <laughs> Hundred bucks a session, you can get songwriting classes from Tim. Ta-da. Well, so I, I think about it and I think where, where we get tripped up in life is, ah, oh, it's interesting because, you know, for example, math problems, there's only one way to solve a math problem for the most part, you know, like four times five, like there's one way to solve that. But whenever it comes to songwriting and these abstract things, you only know off of what your experience is. And so if someone values what you do, then in a sense you have value, right? It's like art. You know, I could draw a black line on a piece of paper and John could see that and be like, how did you do that? <laughs> but someone else could be like, I don't care how to draw that line. It doesn't affect me at all. So maybe it's like the beauty in the eyes of the beholder. Maybe that's why. Does that make Dude, any sense? It it does. And now I'm all of a sudden like a door opened up in front of me of all of the different <laughs> nuance in this particular conversation. Mm-hmm. Because could you, could you write, write a rap song? Yeah. I mean like a legit, you put it up right up against bone thugs and harmony, <laughs> Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and you're right there with them. I could try, but I mean, I don't have the Would you experience. feel comfortable then <laughs> teaching somebody how to write that song? And I mean, it's not, it's not like my it. experience, but I could do it. I mean, I probably wouldn't charge I'm just, money. Right. Cause I'm, th- but I was, as you were talking, I'm like, but you're, you're good at writing. You're a good songwriter, mm. but you're a good songwriter in your style. Yeah. In my, in my realm to venture away into other like country folk songs and indie it's folk not my songs and there's hip hop and then there's heavy metal. All songs are similar, mm-hmm. but then to get to the nitty gritty, like, you know, you might go to somebody else for a different style of song. Yeah. Well, because they fair. fit your interests better. Mm-hmm. Tattoo artists. Exactly. Some are good at black and white line work and shading. Other ones are good at 3D colors. Like mm-hmm. they're not all the same. Yeah. You would, you wouldn't go to the same tattoo artist for everything that just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So. And as far as like having like a sphere of influence, do you have to be like, how, how do you become a master at something? I think whenever someone starts to value your craft enough, that's like whenever you know that you are at a sphere of influence, maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe. Again, man, maybe. this is another one where sometimes <laughs> I feel like podcasts should have moments of reflection. You should include them where you just stop and think my brain's working and I'm, we can always edit the silent yeah. parts out, whatever. Maybe people like to listen to them because they're like, Oh, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Yeah. Like for my, like my health coaching, mm-hmm. whatever, if you want to call it a business or whatever. Yeah. I feel like you compare yourself with a lot of other people in the field mm-hmm. and insert any, anything that you do that you want to become, uh, you know, proficient at that you would like to do for a living or to make a career out of. Mm-hmm. You start to compare yourself with the people that are already doing it. Mm hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm in finding my way, as I should say, in this space. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, you know, three years of cleaning up my diet, two years of being a certified primal health coach and learning more and more about lifestyle, mm-hmm. how to live an optimal life. 
an optimal health and wellness life. But then I look online and see these other guys doing their movement videos, exercise videos that are like seven, eight percent body fat, ripped and abs, got tons of followers. Mm. And I don't. And I feel like is what is it that what does it take? Does it take do you have to look like do you have to be perfect? Have the perfect body. Do you have the? And I'm probably going to talk myself into an answer here. Um, <laughs> to feel like you've got some clout, like it's mm. almost like, listen, whatever your goals are, I've done any and everything up until this point, so I can help you get there. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, well, what if I don't? What if my my goal isn't six pack abs? My, what if my goal is to like not go to those levels because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a six pack visible at all times. It just, it just is. I don't right. have one now, but for some reason it makes me feel like less of a influence because I'm not willing to go all of the way there and not care that much. I hmm. need to not care. Like you were saying the other week, like you wanted to be like, like you want this simple life. Mm-hmm. But then when you see like all these people around you that might not have simple lives mm-hmm. and you want that. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to have that. I, you need to detach yourself. Like, what do I want? Exactly. What kind of an are you actually, do I want to are, be? Are you really wanting to get that? Or do you just think you want that? Mm-hmm. Chances are like, you probably just think you want that. It's so funny. We're talking about this because I have a producer friend who, um, was having clients go to other producers and he was kind of like, you know, what's wrong with me? Like, am I not good enough? Like, why are they going to someone else? Like, do I not fill their needs? Like, and then you start going down this thing and it's like, well, this other person is like going to all their shows and this other person's like really putting in FaceTime with them outside of the studio. And he's like, man, like maybe that's why I'm not losing clients because I'm not trying hard enough. And he's like, but I don't want to be doing all that stuff. Like, I don't want to be like, that's not something that I want to do. So am I really losing? You know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's not something mm-hmm. that he wants to be doing, but isn't. It's like, he just doesn't want to do that. So like, if you don't really give a crap about abs, then why does it bug you so much that like you don't have abs? What dude doesn't want six pack abs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, uh, yeah. And then I guess maybe then for people looking, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Maybe I need to stop trying to be perfect and just be me. Ta-da. <laughs> and like, this is me and be comfortable. Look, I'm going to take my shirt off. Does this look like some people be like, dude, beast mode, man. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like, I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't see that for one thing. Cause I know I, I could, I'm not whatever. I I've, could do better. I've seen, but I, I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to restrict. I want to be free. I don't want to have to worry about, am I going to, what if I eat that extra steak? Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat the extra steak <laughs> to sacrifice six pack abs. Not that steak covers that up, but like no. it's just an excessive intake of food or whatever. Um, I think again, it's confidence. I, I've seen like really unattractive singers blow an entire audience away and then like people swoon over them. Like who? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Clay Aiken. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. You just pulled that name. Clay right. and you're beautiful. Clay Aiken. In your mom's eyes. In your mom's eyes. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's so easy. To just like a random I, person. I was so mean. I'm so sorry. I was thinking of like the, I was thinking like, or like that uh, right. Susan Boyle, you know, like yeah. that, you know, she was a woman. Doesn't that, look like the yes. typical onstage singer. Right. But, but then they sing and it blows the crowd away. So what I'm getting at is like, you know, you, they were confident in themselves enough to put themselves out there and do that. And now look what the sphere of influence they have. Cause they were just being unapologetically them. And so, yeah. And so, of- and so maybe you putting these roadblocks up in front of you is a way to maybe you're afraid of what happens. Yeah. Maybe I'm afraid of being successful at something. Yeah. We should talk about that, man. Cause you know, that's a we real can obviously thing. transition into that, that some of us aren't, we're afraid of what success, even when we've found something we're good at and we can impact other people with it, we're almost afraid of what that's going to look like, what that success mm-hmm. is going to look like and mm-hmm. being comfortable with that success. You hear all of those people saying like they turn into this success and then they turn into a dick. Yeah. And maybe there's that too, or this fear of like, well, what am I going to do when I get there? What if all of a sudden says, yeah, I want to sign up for your 21 day email program and be like, mm-hmm. well, shit, I got to make one now. Exactly. That's like, what I mean. Like, <laughs> I haven't actually made one yet <laughs> you know, because they told me just to start and don't worry about the details. Right. Well, well, now I do. Yeah. Think about, think about if you had success, you have all these people depending on you. You have all these eyes watching you, your, your moves and your words are way more, um, critiqued. And if you're having trouble with that now, it's like, well, how are you going to handle it then? So maybe subconsciously, you know that. And so that's why you put these self-imposed limitations like, well, I don't have the abs. Uh, like I do this for myself. You know what I mean? I do this all the time. And you just have to figure out like, where am I getting in my own way? Um, and yeah. if you have six pack abs, I'm not knocking you. I think that's fantastic. Wonderful. <laughs> um, I do my laundry on your belly, whatever. <laughs> um, that's fine. I'm not knocking that. I'm no. just saying that congratulations. Good for you. But if you find your identity in your flat stomach, um, I don't, yeah, I'm just, I, I kind of just made it, was going to make a statement there, but I didn't know what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm just saying you shouldn't have your identity into what you look like or mm-hmm. anything like that. But so gosh, to how to have a sphere of influence. Maybe, maybe we answered that. Maybe, maybe it's like putting yourself out there enough to where someone's willing to buy it, like to hop on board with what you're, what you're about. People, you know, people notice that stuff. Like, John, I've noticed you've been like just killing it lately. Like what you've been doing. Like people see that stuff. Mm-hmm. They want to know. I mean, I, I think with the endeavors, like let's look at, um, did you get a new phone? I did get a new phone. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, I noticed these things. Is it XR or XS? S. Is it? I don't like you now. <laughs> I don't like you now. I should have totally got the XS mm-hmm. instead of the XR because mine's huge. I hate it. You got the max? No. Not even that. I oh, just got I, the regular I, XR. I, I just got the, we have the Seriously. same, this is the same phone. Is it? No, nope. see? You, you got the max, man. This isn't, it's not the max. It's the XR regular. The hell? I know, right? Okay, anyway. I know. I'm jealous, but yours has a much better camera. <laughs> I forgot what we were going to say. Oh, yeah, I totally, I just missed it, but it was important. Oh, yes. I'll talk through it here because I can't talk about it on my other show. Cause okay. When I think about health coaching, like I'm doing right now, nothing that I don't want to do. Okay. So like the, the thing that stresses me out is like, I see all these people with Instagram mm-hmm. everyone's like, you got to get on Instagram. You got to get on Instagram. And I'm like, I like, I, I've got a, a thing. I've not made any posts yet, 
because I have no idea. Like it's not my language. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sure I could probably figure it out in about five minutes, mm-hmm. but I'm used to Facebook. I'm used to navigating around Facebook and loading videos of Facebook, but mm-hmm. Facebook, I think it sucks. Mm-hmm. I'll be very honest. If you want to grow your Facebook has set it up where if you want to grow your business, you got to pay money. them lots of money. Um, and it kind of pisses me off, but like, and it's scary to think about learning a whole new platform since Facebook is even owned by Instagram. Mm-hmm. But like everybody's like Instagram, you need all these clients with Instagram, but I'm like, but I want local people. Yeah. I want to sit down with face to face. And I just, I don't know anything about Instagram, but like, so I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I want to be doing. I like making a podcast. I like talking to people and interviewing people and promoting their business. Mm-hmm. And I can worry about my business later, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking too much about the results here and now instead of the future. Like I'm, I should just do my thing and mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens. Right. I'm enjoying doing it. People are sending me emails like, Hey, I appreciate it. I really love that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm not making any money. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you're not successful? Like, well, you're, yeah, you're changing people. Right. People are finding value in what you do. And so like, does that, and it just messes with, it just messes with my head. Like, oh, yeah. you know, but I know there's tons of people that get free coaching from me that never paid me a dime, um, and are thankful for everything that I've given you. But like, whatever, <laughs> I'm not talking to family, whatever family's fine, but there's so many <laughs> other people. And I'm not saying that people do like, that's the thing. Like I even need to get out of my own head that like, I just care about people. Like mm-hmm. I care about people. I care about what they do. You know, I'm never going to pressure anybody or make people well, feel bad, but I, um, I think what it boils down to, cause I, I think the feeling you're feeling and I feel this is frustration. Like, like you're screaming underwater and no one can hear you. Um, cause I feel that way all the time. Like I have all of this cool stuff. Like, why can't anyone hear me? Like, does no one see this? Like, look at this cool thing. Like, this is amazing. Like, we want people to see the magic in what we're doing because we see it too. And whenever it's not conveyed and it's not being received the way that we see it, it's like so disheartening because it's mm-hmm. like, is this magic at all or am I just crazy? And um, I, I don't think it helps that like I see other places like other gyms, mm-hmm. actual businesses, fitness industries, fitness say, come out for our, our like, I don't know, mm-hmm. get your heart rate really high for 60 minutes. Right. And then we'll all have like mimosas and wine and, and donuts afterwards. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not health mm. at all. And yeah. you're selling it as health and you're making people think that they're getting healthy. And I'm like, you're not doing anything there. Mm-hmm. And yet you're making money doing that. And people are spending money on that crap. Right. I'm like, don't, don't, don't spend your money to keep getting, to stay fat. Right. Like, that's not fitness. Now, if you want to go and do that, just to have a good time, fine, do that. Um, but if you're going thinking that you're somehow improving your, <laughs> like your physical self, like you, it's, you're just on a treadmill, like lit, not literally, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing of influence is really frustrating and annoying because people, people, whenever I tell people about what I do with, with my life, I can tell they always give me this look like, ah, cool. Good, oh, for, good you. for you. You're a musician. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But what's funny is the second that my album was featured in the paper, like people would call me. I was getting stopped like in random stores and stuff like that. Like, Hey, you're the guy from the paper, right? And instantly I had credibility, credibility. Like people at work saw my stuff and they were like, Oh, Tim, like congratulations. Like great work. 
you know what happened? I freaking contacted the paper. I was like, do you want to do an article about my album? And they were like, okay. And then they, they did that little write up about me and like, that's it. Like they didn't reach out to me and they weren't like, Tim, this album is going to change this. Like, no, I reached out to them and was like, can you do an article about me? That's all it was. Like it's nothing to write home about. It's nothing to like be excited about, but yet people look at me in a whole new light because I now have the paper writing about me. And it just goes to show me how fickle, how fickle people are. Like you can't, it doesn't, there's no weight behind stuff. There's a couple other examples. I'm glad you brought that up because there's a couple other examples. The first one, remember, um, students and teachers. Mm -hmm. And the second one, I'm going to come back. And then this one, I'm going to talk about Amway when we were our time in Amway. I have something to line up. Okay. I have to make little notes. (laughs) Student teachers, Amway. Um, what was yours that you were going to talk about? Um, therapy. Therapy. Okay. So the organization that we were part of, they talked about edification. Okay. And, Basically, the more, if you could understand edification, it works in your favor. It's like, so if I have, um, my mentor, we'll just call him Joe. Okay. Um, we'll call him Joe Mentor. Um, <laughs> and Joe Mentor is coming to town and I wanted to, uh, bring a guest in to meet Joe Mentor. Mm-hmm. This person doesn't know Joe Mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, their only, their only idea of what Joe Mentor is, is how I, edify him. Right. So when Joe mentor walks in, like <laughs> when Joe mentor walks in, <laughs> like that, you want that person to feel like he is like the cat's meow. Like he is the <laughs> man you don't want. You don't want to waste his time because he doesn't have to be here. He's here because he wants to be here because he cares about us. You should be kissing his feet. You know, so literally that's what you need to do. And if you get really good at that edification process, you get much better results because these people think so much and it, it's not the Joe mentor is not that, but like you use it to your favor, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to do that. Mm-hmm. It's the same way. Just like, Hey, um, newspaper, do you think you could edify me a little bit so that I get some like credibility with all these right. friends? Like it's an actual thing. And then the paper does it. And then everyone's like, dude, it means treats not- you differently. It means nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's nice, it, but it doesn't. It's the same art. Right. It's the same it's thing. It's the same thing that's been there the whole time. Right. Like, why do you need the paper to say it's good for you to think it's good? Right. Would you think it's good if the paper didn't say anything? Shit, dude. It's so frustrating. You know, and like, it's cool and like, but I'm like, kudos to you for doing that. Like, (laughs) that's grinding, man. That's being like, listen, this, I feel like absolutely, but this is what it's going to take. And my second point is like, when, when like kids come home Mm -hmm. and tell you something they learned at school, like, oh my gosh, this thing happened at school today and we learned it and it was awesome. And it's like, yeah, I have been uh, trying to teach you that for the past like two years. I'm glad that your teacher could do it. That teacher has more of an influence on like his parent, but like, I'm glad you learned it. But man, like, were you not? Mm-hmm. Is it me? Like, mm-hmm. does it take something else? So I'm thinking about if you do, do I need to move somewhere to become a success where nobody knows who I am, where you feel like you've been in your hometown your entire, I mean, you probably right. been in your hometown my entire life. I'm just Tim Lebo. I'm just little John Guyman, the painter, whatever Johnny Guyman from church or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. he can't possibly have anything of value to me. That's a valid, that's a valid thought. Yeah. But you go somewhere else where nobody knows you. You can create a new name for yourself, you know, where they don't know your history. They're like, Oh, there's this new guy. Oh, he does this thing. Oh, that's fantastic. I want to, I want to get to know this, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, man. Well, I want to go off of that real quick about moving, but what my example of therapy was, I find it so funny 
how a man or a woman can try to do so much self-discovery. They read books, they read, like they watch lectures, you know, they do all this stuff. But if someone who has a really shitty life and they abuse drugs and they abuse whatever, everything, and then they go to a couple of therapy sessions, oh, wow. Like you must be pretty deep, huh? Like, like you're really trying if you went, wow. It's like anyone can go to a therapy session and bullshit mm. for an hour. Anyone can do it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're like an amazing person or you're a changed person. Like the person who doesn't go to therapy can have more life revelations than the person who goes. But just because you say that you go, you now are seen as more credible. Right. Just because you go once doesn't mean anything. Well, right. Like there right. was a, there was a neighbor of ours that just got a divorce and, um, his wife was like, you know, like we need to go to therapy and um just because he would he would go to the sessions and just sit there you know she thought that like he was really trying and it's like anyone can go and do that doesn't mm-hmm. mean but it, but it but it but it you know it, it you sound so much more legit oh, yeah. i went to, i went to therapy for this oh wow you must have really struggled huh oh you went to therapy good for you which i mean we did but like it does feel a little bit good because it is like going, you are taking that initiative. Yes. Like, no, yeah. I'm worth it. Yeah. I'm worth going. Right. It's showing that you're taking that next step to better yourself. But just by doing that doesn't mean that you've actually bettered yourself yet. Maybe a tiny bit because you've bettered yourself to the yeah. point of going. But I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, like the paper thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't change the outcome just because I wrote to them. It, Maybe it means, yeah, maybe it means I'm treating my art a little more seriously because it's featured there, but. But you gotta reach a new audience. And that's what I was thinking about. It reminds me of when, um, we used to ask our buddy Greg down here to borrow his PA system all the time. Mm -hmm. And he would always say yes. You know, I was like, yeah, sure, you guys can borrow it. You guys can borrow it. You guys can borrow it. This was years ago. But at some point I was like, listen, we either gotta get our own. Or stop asking or ask somebody else because mm-hmm. eventually like the well's going to run dry here. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's sick and tired of hearing about it. I'm like, maybe we just need to find a new market. Mm-hmm. Like find a new, like fa- like Facebook, like I'll share all my stuff on Facebook mm-hmm. and like nothing ever really sticks. And I'm like hanging on to this hope that like the right person mm-hmm. will share it. And all of a sudden, all of these people will see <laughs> just it. Flood be like, page. Oh man, man, I really like this. This, this is good. I didn't mean to talk in like a Southern accent. It just kind of came out that way. Um, so anyway, can I like hope this you Johnny enjoy that? Um, and, so maybe it is just about finding a new market because, because in this local area, you know, there's so many freaking people in this local area. You know what? I don't know. Shame on me for not like getting off my ass and like just start walking like to different doctor's offices and things like that saying like, Hey, this is what I do. Do you have anybody that might be interested in some guidance? People are people. You know? <laughs> people are people everywhere you go. Like to speak on the moving thing. I have moved a bunch, lived in different cities, and I have had that chance to be seen as this new guy with no baggage. So, like, you can paint yourself however you want. What I learned is who you are eventually comes out in time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you could you could be someone in their eyes for six months maybe, but whenever you're living with people and you're just living the grind, like, your true self comes out, and you're going to be John... In, yeah. in LA, you're going to be John in New York. And I guess it depends on the, uh, why you moved in the first place. If you went to move just for the sake of moving, right. great. But if you did go move to try to be somebody else, you yeah, might, or like fake it for a while, but it's going to... It comes out. Mm-hmm. So that's why, again, I, feel, I believe that like where you are right now, you can make a difference. And I do think that 
you get in your, you know, you make excuses so you don't have to do that. That's what I did. Like, oh man, it's my area. It's, it's my market here. Like if I was just in Nashville, it would be so much easier. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no. Do what you would do in Nashville here. here. And then if it doesn't work here, yes. okay, then maybe try somewhere else. Right. But not until you've tried it here. And you mentioned how you want to go door to door and stuff. So why, like, you know, what makes you think you're going to go do that in Chicago or something? Like if you're not doing mm-hmm. it here, what makes you think right. you're going to do it there? And the, because there's so many people here, mm-hmm. so many people that don't know who I am or anything like that. Yeah. And I, and I get in my head like, well, what do I know? Like, what do I, what business do I have going into a doctor's office? You know, they're not going to recommend a, a health coach, you know, but health coaches are all the rage right now. Like mm-hmm. people just need someone to walk with them for, you know, six weeks or whatever mm-hmm. to help them make the better, better dietary decisions mm-hmm. and lifestyle decisions. Like don't stay up till one o'clock in the morning watching, you know, Netflix series and then wake up at five o'clock and go to the gym and go to work. Like mm-hmm. that's not helpful. Let's not do that. And right. so I have been like dragging my feet, actually preparing like informational sheet to just drop off and be like, listen, if anybody else fits the spill, if you're looking, Hey, send them my way. I would mm-hmm. love to just see what we can work out here together. And I bet you if I devoted a week to that, I'd probably have clients by the end of the week. Dude, chiropractors. I'm thinking of chiropractors in the area mm-hmm. who would totally want to talk about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think sometimes I feel like we, we all get in our own way feeling mm-hmm. like we're not good enough. We haven't done enough. We haven't, got to where we want to be so we cannot possibly influence somebody else Mm -hmm. or speak with any voice of authority until we fit that (laughs) criteria that we've placed in our own mind about what it should be, what we should be. And no one put that limit there but you. No. So why is that there? Because you're probably afraid of what will happen if it comes. Yeah. Somebody put it out there like that to have a, a beach body you have to have, you know, washboard abs mm-hmm. and a slim waist and a thigh gap and hairless and tan, <laughs> everything like that to have a beach body. Well, who the thought that, you know? Mm. No, it's like, no, just go to the beach, mm-hmm. you know, have a body, go to the beach. The beach has absolutely nothing to do with what you look like. And if people don't like the way you look, then they can, don't have finding a girl has nothing to do, man. Like, I was so self-conscious in my appearance and I ended up getting a girlfriend who loved me for how I looked. And I remember being at the beach with her and I just didn't care. Cause I was like, she, you know, if you're confident and you rock it, it doesn't matter. It's whenever you're self-conscious about it and other people get weird about it. Mm-hmm. Like if you walked into a place and you were kind of like, Hey, uh, I don't like you were just uh, not sure of yourself. People see that stuff and they're like, I don't want to be behind this guy. But if you go in and just own it, like a, like a business meeting or whatever with confidence, you kill it. So yeah, I like what uh, Dr. Lindsay Taylor said on Joe health show the other week that if you were stuck on an Island all by yourself, mm-hmm. would you really care how you looked? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Would you care? No, no, you wouldn't care how you were looked. You know what I would care about though? Mm-hmm. Am I capable? Mm-hmm. Do I feel good? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like I can complete these tasks and do what I need to do to stay alive here? Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like. Yeah. You know, so I think that more than anything should define how you feel as an optimal human being. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you, are there things that you want to do that you can't do now because you're not healthy? Yeah. Well, then go after that, not some number on the scale or mm-hmm. some appearance themed thing that you want to get. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to dunk a basketball. Do I need six pack abs to dunk a basketball? (laughs) 
Now, I need to grow about six more inches to dunk a basketball. Right. <laughs> but I don't because I saw some guy the other day, Alex Caruso, plays for the Lakers, hmm. dunked a basketball. And I had to look because he looked super tiny. And hmm. so I had to look it up. And he's 6'3". Oh, wow. And I'm like, I'm 6'2". <laughs> and he can dunk a basketball. Mm-hmm. And I bet you Steph Curry, who I think is also 6'3", I bet you he can dunk a basketball too. Hmm. And when they do it, it looks like they're jumping really high. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm only 6'1". Mm-hmm. And then I see these other guys that are like that one guy on the Sixers. He's huge. Mm-hmm. He just like sticks his hands up in the air and puts the ball in the <laughs> rim. And I'm like, but those guys, you know what? Shame on me for even thinking like, geez, if I was that tall, they'll never know what it's like to get off the ground and throw down a jam <laughs> the way them smaller guys can. Yeah. There's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. So like, like the producer I was telling you about, he, you know, he's like, you beat yourself up because you aren't a certain way, but that's not what he wants. Like he wants more clients. He wants mm-hmm. to get more clients and it's like, okay, well, what are you willing to do to get more clients? Well, well like what's your gut reaction? Okay. I, I want to do like, you know, ads and I'll create like, you know, better my website. Okay. So that's the, that's the lane now. Like you have a destination point, like your destination is more clients the lane that you're choosing to get more clients is Google ads and Google and website and stuff. So why are you worried about the fact that you're not driving on this other road? Like you pick, you picked your lane already. So don't torture yourself, you know, for not taking the turnpike or not taking this highway. You're, you you pick, you know what I mean? You have a highway in mind, like just go down it. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah. And I think too, finding, uh, in his case, finding new clients. Well, who is your client? Mm-hmm. Identify your client first. Because mm-hmm. if you're just aiming at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Yeah. You know, like me too, in, in my business too, like who are my clients? Mm-hmm. Who is, there's people that, well, yeah, if you look at painting, well, I paint houses. Well, what, how many, like, <laughs> like what kind of painting do you do? Whatever. Exactly. There's people that specifically paint kitchen cabinets and are very good. And that's their niche market. Mm-hmm. That will be the only thing they do. And they'd be very successful at that. Um, just like shotgun and everything being like, Oh, I'll help you lose weight. Okay. Everybody that like, yeah. you could hire, <laughs> there's a dime a dozen out there coaches that could help you how to lose weight or exactly. whatever. But like, why you, mm-hmm. who is the client you are looking for? Right. And I think determining that is a big one. And what it comes down to every single time is it comes down to the individual person and why they will pick you over someone else is because of who John is as a person. Mm-hmm. And like, who my friend is as a person. That's what it comes down to. Like there's always going to be someone else doing it better than you, as good as you. There's always going to be that. But what dude, do you know what'd be really funny? Hmm. Is if I got a health coaching client from this podcast because I talked more open and freely about who I am. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I heard the Joe Health and I was on the fence, but the second I heard Riffin, oh man. <laughs> then I'm like, it's not about it's not about how you look. But are you capable? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what we're after. I'm doing like a little ad here. That's it's so not funny. about your weight. It's not about how much you weigh. <laughs> it's not about how you look. It's are you capable and are you comfortable and are you able to accomplish all of the things that you want to do? Mm-hmm. Are you able to? <laughs> are you are you in your your six fifties and sixties and have grandchildren and do you have a hard time getting down on the floor with them and you know that there's inflammation in your body and you're a little <laughs> overweight and you want to just be more free with your grandkids? Yeah, I can help with that. I can. Joe Health. <laughs> <laughs> if 
Do you want to dunk a basketball? <laughs> I, we can work on that together. <laughs> we can work. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have a tire in the backyard. We can flip around. <laughs> well, I guess I'm trying to think of, I, I think we've said a lot of good points about this. Yeah, because, um, because, well, let's look at some people that have had influence over large demographics of people mm-hmm. that, I mean, rapists for mm-hmm. one thing, murderers, mm-hmm. Christians love them. Mm-hmm. Like they will be, like, because live on people, every word of theirs. People love a good redemption story. People love those stories of, you know, I, tur- do, I turned my life around. But and do here. they though? Let me ask you. Well, this, they used though. to. <laughs> do they though? Like if it's on TV or a movie, yeah, they love it. But what about real life? Because I bring that up because I felt like it. Um, <laughs> it it's going to tie in anyway. We're going to shut this down soon mm-hmm. too. <laughs> I don't care. But like guys like David. He's a rapist. He raped Bathsheba. Let's be honest. Well, you need to be um, more specific. This, we're talking about the Bible. Yeah, we're not, talking about the Bible. Um, <laughs> the, the man David in the Bible. The, the man stories. David in the Bible. He, he, they, he didn't commit adultery. Let's just be honest. He raped her. He raped mm-hmm. Bathsheba. Okay. And then he killed Bathsheba's wife. And yet you talk about David in the Bible. People love David. Mm-hmm. They're like, God took a murderer and made something out of him. And you know, was it who was one of the other Old Testament characters like slept with his two daughters after he got drunk or something uh, like that? Or, yeah, that, that I remember. Something like name. that and, and Saul who like murdered all kinds of Christians and stuff like mm-hmm. that and had a come to Jesus moment and like wrote then like practically the entire New Testament and people like like drool over every word that Paul says and forget that like Jesus said things too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like they'll buy into everything they say, but like how willing are they to take the person that just did all of that stuff today and turn their life around and give them the same kind of. Oh, like, dude. Yeah. Give them the, any, like, respect them the same way mm-hmm. for, you know, for what they do. And like, they might love them and care about them, but will you ever learn anything or value them well, in the way that you value? Like, I think, I whatever. think that's the scary thing about living in today's world is we are so replaceable and it sucks to feel that way. But man, if you mess up with Joe Health and, you know, there's like a, there's like a conspiracy or a controversy around you. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's done. People just move right on. They move move right on to the next. Move and like we talked like, about apologies before too. Like, what's it take? Well, yeah, and, and same with my band. Like, if I put out an album that sucks or people don't resonate with, they will not give me a chance again. You need to have like a whole new name. You need to have a whole new image. Like mm-hmm. that and that's the facts. Like, there's too many other bands out there that are fighting for their attention. So that's why, again, it all comes down to like mm. setting your real like your realistic yeah. it's word of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth, kind of to spin it all around, um, getting people to talk well about you, I think is probably one of the biggest ways to gain influence mm-hmm. and be successful. Like if you're, if you're a business owner or even talking about the person, the average person, say you meet a girl and you don't really know how to approach her, but you know, her friend, if her friend vouches for you, you're freaking in because mm-hmm. the girl trusts the friend and if the friend vouches for you, then it's almost like, well, you, you know, I, I, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know you. It's like, well, Tim, of course you're going to say your music's good and you should buy it. But if somebody else says it's good yes. and then they hear it from somebody else, right? they're going to believe it more than if you'd say it. Yes. It makes zero sense. I know that kind of just, if you and I got, right if you and I, if you and I got into a fight and I apologize profusely and you were like, fuck you, Tim. And then Emily pulls you aside and is like, John, I think Tim's really sorry. You'd be like, maybe he is. <laughs> like, t- just because you heard it from someone yeah. else other than me. Yeah. 
I mean, I think about it just like the painting business that I've been doing. Like I never, I don't advertise. I don't talk. I don't even talk well about my business. <laughs> <laughs> like, Maybe that's why but, it works. Man, people call me up and they're like, I want you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to ask me? No, I just want you to paint. Wow. Because word of mouth, because somebody else said this guy's good. No, I take pride in that now. I know I'm a good painter. I try yeah, to take care cool. of people, do things the right way. I do the best I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, given the criteria. I think that's all what people want. I think you just said, like, I think you just well, nailed it. What a word of mouth. They want somebody else to val. People need validation. validation. They, they're afraid to f- make decisions on their own. Mm-hmm. They need somebody else to tell them what to do. Yeah, I'm that way. <laughs> right? I'm that way. I think, every, I think it, everything comes down to validation. Yes. You were feeling a certain way and someone who was like, wow, yeah, I'm sure that really sucks. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, man, it freaking does. You have two TVs. You. you have two TVs and you send them to your friend and your, and your friend's like, I think that one. You go with that one because someone mm-hmm. else also I mean, we go to the reviews you. you go to amazon you look at the reviews validation you know and you just want to validate that like this okay this is a good one this is a good one wow dude this is sorry i'm like my door's opening in my I told head you, 41 minutes <laughs> my door's just... opening up yeah this yeah why listen to tim's album like i'm sure it's fine but why oh wait a minute the paper wrote about it okay this validates oh, my decision yeah. to listen Somebody to it else wrote about it yes. okay maybe i should listen to it if it's good enough for the paper then it's good enough for me <laughs> yes you know, and yeah, I actually did the, the guy, the last guest I had on the Joe Health, which when's this coming out? Monday? This is Monday. So, okay. So yeah, the very two, most yeah. recent one last mm-hmm. Wednesday. Um, he told me at the end, super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Like the guy was just, just, it was awesome. The Australian? Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, dude, to, yeah. So good. And, um, I'm very motivating too. Like mm-hmm. I'm listening to him. Like I'm not saying anything. I felt like I felt a lot, probably like Joe Rogan felt interviewing Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, right. You're just like, oh, <laughs> and you're just like, I'm not going to open my mouth. Elon because, Musk. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to open my mouth because I will, I will ruin the podcast. Like <laughs> yeah. I will ruin everything if I talk. That's funny. That's what I felt like with mm-hmm. with Andre. And but at the end, he stuck around on the call for a little bit to give me some, you know, some pointers. And he's a very successful coach. Mm-hmm. Um, very successful. And, and he said, he said, so you want to get word of mouth. You want to get referrals. Like, mm-hmm. and he said, even if you have to offer a reduced cost or even free, but he said, do a, a money back thing, like get together with somebody and say, listen, you don't have to pay me up front, but we're going to do this. And when we're done, you, if you do it, you will have success. I want to review. Mm. I want a review. I want a testimonial and I want you to plaster that all over social media and everywhere. Yeah. Um, because people will believe you. Obviously, I'm going to speak highly of myself and you got to do, you got to do stuff like that mm-hmm. to get the referrals out there. I mean, I worked for years for cheap paying yeah. to get a, a client base, right? you know, and had to do that. So yeah, dude, validation is so, it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, who knows? We would, who knew we would end up on validation? I know, but that's like a really good revelation, and I think I think that is the core of what it all comes down to. Is that that as humans? As so it really doesn't matter how good you are. If you can get somebody else to say you're good, you're immediately great. Yeah, and valued. Interesting. All right. Yeah, and I yeah, that's good. I also want to make sure though that people understand that you are valuable with or without someone validating there you. you. Don't listen to him. Go get some validation. <laughs> Go get it. <laughs> your parents don't love you. You but... aren't good enough till you've been validated. Yeah. What's that? Your parents aren't telling you they love you. <laughs> then go to the streets and find someone who will tell you. No, you, you are, but if you want to, you can influence, you absolutely can have influence 
but don't feel bad in the terms of in the terms like, of having influence validation is key yeah like if you want to if you want other people to see like oh they do know what they're talking about then i think that's where it comes in but like don't ever feel like you can't say anything or even try mm-hmm. if you haven't it's just that the way the world works it's not you it's them yeah. like it's it's them truthfully um i'm that way yeah Yep. Word of, and in today's world, word of mouth, somebody else has got to promote it. So that being said, if you find value in this podcast, if you find value mm-hmm. in Earth to Abram, mm-hmm. if you find value in Joe Health, if you find value in any of the things that we talk about or bring up here, share it. Mm-hmm. It's free. Yeah. Okay. Share it. Leave a comment. Engage. Like it. It's free. We, we don't bite. And we'll assume that if you don't do all of that, that you're you're listening in shame that you're not proud enough of us and we'll become if nobody shares it we'll be depressed and Mm -hmm. who knows you may never hear from us again so how how can i make you proud it's like the audience is like a parent we're like like vying for their affection it's like dude what what can i do to shut it down start up midweek thoughts and if people want to hear what i'm about to go on they're just gonna have to listen on thursday if that isn't a cliffhanger i don't know what is Stop it. I don't have to wait for you to stop it. You could just, you could just cut it. You have to, you have to pause. Give me a second, man. Okay, no, but then.